It's the Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and today we are on the campus of Alfred State. College in Alfred, New York, and we are broadcasting in front of a live studio audience. Woo! Yeah! Wow. And all that applause is for our first guest, Carrie. Hi, Carrie. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and we are here today on this campus, Alfred State College, to honor all the students here. You're a senior here in the School of what? Uh, Business Administration. You sure about that? You had to think. It was a three off guard there. What's your major? Business Administration. Okay, and what's your grade point average? You don't have to say. I'm kidding. You know, what is it? 3.05. 3.05. Let's have a round of applause. She's smart. Don't ask me what my grade point was when I was in college. So we're here to honor the students of Alfred State College for their community service work and philanthropy. Um, What do you have to share with us? Um, We've had a couple of different projects, specifically this semester. Um, On the first week back of school for the semester, uh, for Martin Luther King Day, we did uh, Martin Luther King Day of Service, which did different community service projects uh, right here in Alfred and in two neighboring towns, Hornell and Wellsville. Um, And last weekend, uh, a group of students, including some of our heavy equipment students, uh, went down downstate to help with Superstorm Sandy Relief. Oh, cool. Um, And one of the coolest things that's going on, uh, next week for spring break, there's a group of students that are going to Myrtle Beach to build houses for Habitat for Humanity for an alternative spring break. That is just wonderful. That is fantastic. Let's have a round of applause. We're so uh, inspired to hear about college kids that get involved with their communities. Now, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned the, um, the, the students that are studying heavy equipment. Mm-hmm. What is that called? Uh, heavy equipment operations. There we go. Thank okay. <laughs> All right. Kiri, hold that thought. I've got to find out more about what the heck heavy equipment operation is. I've got to be honest. I, I haven't come across that major. You know, I've heard of, you know, there's English, there's biology, there's communications, there's pre-med, there's heavy equipment operation. Can we have a volunteer to describe this for us and explain? So, you know, maybe some people listening right now, maybe they'll want to get into this field when they get out of high school. (laughs) Which one? You want to help me? All right, stand up. Man, you're wearing the suit. Look at this suit. You look like you just got off the construction site. Okay. All right. What's your name? I'm Chris. All right, Chris. Heavy equipment operation is your major. Yes, it is. Is there any uh, science involved, or why did did you pick this? Because it's uh, there's no math. A little bit of math, no science. Okay. What are you going to do with this degree? Uh, Hopefully, operate heavy equipment. (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully. Okay. Like what? What's your dream job? Uh, Run a big excavator all day long. 
Okay, so you had Tonka toys and stuff as a kid, and you just never grew up? Never grew up. All right. All right, I'm glad to learn. I love learning about this stuff. Heavy equipment operation. Thank you so much uh, for enlightening me with that. That's awesome. And Carrie, thank you so much for your community service. And again, everybody here at Alfred State College, uh, thanks for hosting the Adam Rich Show. Let's give yourselves another round of applause. Adam Ritz is a media personality and keynote speaker, interviewing amazing people from coast to coast. Follow him on Twitter at Adam Ritz or listen to him now on The Adam Ritz Show. Okay, welcome back to The Adam Ritz Show. I'm Adam Ritz and our special guest is Chris Heron. Hi, Chris. Hi, good to be here. I, I'm so happy to have you on the show. I, I've heard so much about you. Our guests, uh, uh, or I'm sorry, our listeners have as well. For the few listeners that don't know uh, who you are and what you do, former NBA player and star with a, a personal story of addiction, and you are now sharing that story across the country. We've seen it on ESPN 30 for 30, and uh, you are the featured keynote speaker at events all across the country, including the Circle of Hope event here in Indianapolis. Uh, how's it been for you traveling the country, the response you're getting with what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're teaching with your mission? You know, the response has been great. I mean, I think it's, you know, the response really tells you how much it's needed, and that's the beauty of it, you know, that you walk into these high schools and you do your speech or these college campuses and you realize how many kids need somebody to talk to or need somebody to lean on because, you know, if you hold my phone, um, two hours, three hours afterwards, it doesn't stop buzzing with emails and, and letters from kids saying, you know, I've been there, done that, and thank you for coming to my school. So it's, uh, it's, it's extremely rewarding, um, something that I'm very grateful for. You've been given the, the platform, really the national platform, international platform as an NBA player. Mm. Uh, how much has that really fed into how you can reach a, a college kid or a high school kid? You know, I think it just gives me a little bit of credibility walking through the door. Um, you know, kids might say, yeah, well, I'm going to pay attention because we've got an NBA basketball player here today. Um, but I think once they hear the story, they realize it's much more about addiction than it is basketball. And when you were going through the, uh, I guess, beginning stages of recognizing that you had a, a problem with addiction, um, and again, it was, uh, it was hardcore. This was, we're talking heroin. This isn't uh, a couple DUIs. Um, I guess what was the signature moment, that rock bottom that people talk about for you? Oh, gosh, every day is rock bottom in heroin. Um, there is no day you wake up feeling good about yourself. Every day is, feels like your last day. And, um, you know, there were so many of them. There were so many signs where it could have been that last day. But it took for me going home, relapsing after the birth of my third child. Um, and, you know, the letdown on my wife's face and my children. Uh, you know, that when I went back to treatment, a, uh, a gentleman told me never to contact him again. I should just pretend I'm dead and let them live. And uh, that was the moment that I decided, you know, I'm going to turn this thing around. And that's the last day, you know, that I've, uh, I've had to use. Chris Heron is our guest, um, a national featured speaker on the, uh, I guess, what would you say? The topic is uh, addiction in general or heroin abuse? Or? Oh, no, it's a lot of topics. You know, it's, it's about choices. It's about your childhood. It's about your college years. It's about how one decision you make can flip your life upside down. Um, you know, I try to explain to the kids that the, you know, no drug addict starts off with crack and heroin. They all start off with marijuana and beer, hiding from their parents. Um, and I want to relay that message to kids that, you know, uh, nobody aspires, nobody sets out to become, you know, a junkie or a prostitute. Um, they start off just like 
the kids in front of me sitting in a seat listening to people talk and, and send their message but feel that it would never be them. So, you know, it, it hits a lot of angles, um, the talk. It's a snowball effect. You're right. It's not just one decision. You know, they can lead to many, many more decisions and worse sure. decisions. Uh, when you speak with professional athletes, mm -hmm. is, the, um, is the message the same as when you speak to a 14-year-old uh, freshman in high school? Well, I, I won't focus so much on my early years as I would if I'm in an NFL locker room. It would be, you know, focused more on my collegiate years and my, and my professional experience and what can happen. Um, so the message changed. You know, it kind of goes both ways. I, unfortunately, am not the type uh, to really prep myself for something like this because it comes from my soul. It's not something that I want to sound that I'm pitching. It's my story, and, you know, that's the best I can do with it. And I, I say it with passion, and I say it with humility, um, and hopefully uh, reach one of them in that room. What's been the most rewarding part of your mission to date? Um, the most rewarding part of my mission to date through my recovery process is, is watching my children recover. There is no better feeling in the world than watching my kids get sober with me. Um, that is the, the, mo the greatest gift a, a parent can get. So That's fantastic. Chris Heron is our guest. And um, I want to talk real quick about your Purple uh, initiative. Tell yeah. us about that. You know, Project Purple came from a group of kids that wore purple shirts to an assembly one day, and they told me they were the sober students of the school. So um, I said to myself, if these kids can have that type of courage, I'm going to fight for them, and, and I'm going to make a stand for them and try to introduce an initiative where kids can identify themselves as uh, being proud of who they are because kids approach me after assemblies and whisper in my ear that they are purple, you know. And that's something that should be spoken loudly, not whispered. And unfortunately, we've allowed that monster to develop for so many years because that was the culture when I was in high school, that, you know, the cool kids get high, the cool kids get drunk, and the only kids who have fun are the kids that do that. Um, you know, what they don't understand is, is the repercussions that you pay later on in your adult life for that behavior. Uh, and they need to know that. So, um, you know, it's just it's just trying to reach out and, and start a little bit of a movement. And, and I've had guys like Dwayne Wade and guys in the NBA who are a part of it. And uh, it's been a great experience. We're speaking with Chris Heron, who was featured in uh, ESPN 30 for 30. And as the rest of America watched that um, for both information and entertainment, did you watch that? And where were you when that aired? <laughs> no, I did not watch that. <laughs> I lived that. So there is no reason for me to watch that. Um, I watched it. I sh I watched it once with my children, uh, about four weeks before it aired, and I wanted to sit down with them and let them see what was about to go on national TV, and it was a the greatest gift that I could receive. It was a healing moment for me, for my children. It was something that we were able to get past and 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 overcome. Um, so, I thank ESPN for that. For that in itself was enough for me um, to sit there and cry with my kids and to, and to start the healing process and moving forward. Well, we're certainly happy that you're able to share this story and help other people. Real quick, how can we get in touch with you with Twitter and Facebook or any other uh, digital opportunities? Oh, Twitter. Twitter's, um, I'm not a big fan of Facebook, uh, but Twitter is C underscore Heron is a way to get me. Um, I, uh, you know, if you follow, the, you know, you were talking about 
what's what's the greatest uh, moments of this process is that, you know, if you follow me after a high school talk and see the kids kind of tell on themselves throughout the Twitter feed is pretty amazing. You know, kids are willing to say, hey, I'm going to change or I need to change, and that's pretty wild. So, That's fantastic. Thank yes. you, Chris, so much for your time. Absolutely. I appreciate it. No worries. The Adam Ritz Show, a reality show for your radio. Continuing from Sun Life Stadium uh, in sunny Miami, uh, we're with the Florida leader of the division of PTA, Eileen. Hi, Eileen. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. What a great day. And it's a statewide, I guess a national organization, the PTA, divided by states. You're the leader or the director, executive director of the Florida chapter of PTA. I'm the president of the Florida PTA. We have 330,000 members. I was elected uh, volunteer. We're all volunteers uh, for advocacy and for making sure our children have an outstanding quality education. And you were talking to me off mic about being a big uh, Dolphins fan as well. So this is kind of cool for you to be in the stadium, huh? This is awesome. Yes, uh, we have been a Dolphin fans since the very, very beginning. So we've been in through the ups and the downs, but we're still Dolphin fans. What are some of the uh, success stories within the Florida PTA that you can share with us real quick? Well, awesome. We are very, the, the bicycle helmets that your children have to wear, yeah. Florida PTA advocated for that and made it become a law. Uh, Florida PTA is um, known for stopping. We go to Tallahassee every year and we uh, advocate for uh, on behalf of our children throughout the state so we're really proud of that Florida PTA is going to be 90 years old and we're all volunteers and we ask we have a male summit every year and we're encouraging dads to be involved not just daily but know what is going on in their children's school if you ask a dad who their favorite NFL player is, I bet they can answer. But can you, if you ask a dad who's their child's first grade teacher, I hope they know. Yeah, you're, that's a great point. And it's great that you're working with All Pro Dad at events like this to to really, you know, stress the importance of parenthood. It's the father's job as well. It's not just the mother's job. No, it's not. And people say, oh, PTA, um, the mom is doing it. No, no. It's not like our mother's PTA. We don't bake cookies. We advocate and we encourage all parents, father, mother. Many children don't have even a dad or a mom. They're being raised by a grandparent or a grandfather, aunt or uncle, but they need a significant male uh, role in a uh, model in their life. Well, Eileen, the director of the Florida Division of the, oh, I'm sorry, president, and she was elected, so they like her. Uh, Eileen's the president of the Florida PTA. We thank you for your advocacy with bike helmets. That's great for the kids. And we also, uh, as a father, I thank you for be, being involved with all pro dad events to stress the importance of being a parent for fathers, too. Thank you very much. We appreciate you. We appreciate you coming out here and getting all these dads. Uh, what a great day to see all these dads that came out, even though the weather wasn't perfect or wasn't sunshine, but they're here and they're not ready to leave yet. So it's great. It's been a great day. Thank you. Can you uh, put in for a transfer to be the president of the PTA in, let's say, uh, North Dakota or the state of Maine? I mean, well, Florida. It, that's a good point you brought up. <laughs> you know that anybody can join a PTA, whether you have a child in a school. We have a sunshine PTA. We have a national PTA. You don't just have to have a child. You have to believe in that every child deserves a quality public education and, and health and other issues with children, so you don't have to be a That's parent. That's interesting. Okay. So. Well, that, I'm sure the president of the, of the main uh, chapter is jealous of you with this weather you have down here in Florida. I'm Th sure. Thank you again for joining us. You guys have a great day and continued success to your organization. Thank you.
Get socially technical with The Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. And we are rolling now on the campus of Ball State University with Nick Arcolio. Hi, Nick. How are you? Not bad, not bad. Nick is the philanthropy chairman of Sigma Phi Epsilon at Ball State University, and we bring you on the show to talk about your philanthropy here at Sig Eps, here at Ball State. Uh, but before we do, i got to talk about your name, Nick Arcolio. What a cool mob-esque name you have there. Arcolio, yeah. Um, everyone always pronounces it Arcolio, Arcolio, but you got it right on the dot first and, time. Arcolio is such a... It sounds famous, but I'm I'm going through my brain. I can't think of any celebrities or notable people with the name Arcolio. Well, Is there? Know, um, my dad used to be in the mob, you know, way back <laughs> in the day. Uh, Corleone's, all those good guys. Um, yeah, we used to run the mob back in the day. No, no, there's no no famous people. I don't think. Uh, do you have um, I, the and Nick Nick no. Arcolio? Nicholas. Tell me some of the other names in your family. Um, well, Charles. Uh, oh, that sucks. Adrian. No, 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 Charles. Get rid um, of Chuck. My middle name is Guy, short for Guy Tonio. Um, that was my <laughs> that was my grandpa's older name. Yeah, every time I say Guy, they just laugh at me. Like Guy, really? But no, no, yeah, no but Guy Tonio, uh, Guy really? Guy Tonio. Let's say say it so. Wow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, um, so definitely Italian. Yeah. Well, I have a good time uh, talking to people like yourself, coast to coast, meeting interesting people, interesting names. Nick Arcolio is our guest, campus of all state again with Sigma Phi Epsilon, and I want to talk about the philanthropy you do. Uh, is there is it ongoing through the semesters? Is there one big shot you guys do? Tell us what you do here. Yeah, so every fall we have something called Nightmare on Riverside. Basically, we pair with the sorority. And that sorority and our fraternity group together to raise money for youth aids. And what we do is we deck out our house, which is on 1101 West Riverside. And we go out, we buy decorations for the house. We make it super, super scary. We charge $5 to get in. And we have the members come in through the house. They go right down the hallway. They go downstairs in the basement, make a couple turns here and there. By the end, they're teeth are shattering i mean they do not want to come back but for some reason they always come back it's just the thrill of the ch- it's just the thrill of it so it's a great philanthropy like i said every fall um and yeah it's a great time and you do it uh, obviously uh, heading up to halloween so is it like a two-week period before halloween a week um it's a it's the week before halloween and it's three days it's friday saturday and sunday before halloween correct and yeah so i imagine um the Greek system, all the other fraternities and sororities, you know, they, they come through and enjoy themselves. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Um, general campus, general students come through. Right. What about, like, just, you know, off campus? Do people drive from the outskirts of town and bring their kids, and is this all ages? Oh, most definitely. It's super popular. Everybody tells everyone they know, and we have a couple of Muncie locals in the fraternity, so once we tell them, they kind of tell their high school friends. I went to, like, Muncie Central and Delta and... So it really spreads out throughout the campus and throughout the community, and it always it turns out great numbers every year. How much work is it for you, for oh, the man. philanthropy chairman? Oh, man, it's, it's a lot of work. Um, I, I don't even know how many hours we spent on it last year as a group. Um, the great part about it is everybody puts in, like, all their time that whole week, um, so it makes it easier for us to put on something. Um, that really turns out great numbers. Um, I mean, yeah, the whole week we just constantly are building, uh, making sure it's as scary as possible, advertising, all that. And um, another thing about this philanthropy is 
Um, if you make a $35 donation, we're, we're going to publicize the business's name. Um, we'll put it on the shirts we make for the philanthropy. Um, and we're looking into ways to even uh, publicize it better next year. So uh, it's, it definitely has some advertising capacity for local businesses. Well, I'll tell you what. I can, uh, I can make a donation, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about it on the radio show next year as well. That would be great. Uh, I'd love to have the Adam Rich Show logo yeah. on the T-shirt. Yeah, thanks, Adam. That'll um, be great. So now, just a, a safety question, yeah. okay? Uh, not to be the old man <laughs> in the group, but let's say you're building, you've got all these two-by-fours and wood, and you're building, you're making it scary. Right. Who, does somebody, is their job to come through the house and say, wait a minute, that's unsafe, we can't do that, that's a fire hazard? Um, you know, every it's not a super, super, um, I don't know if you've been to any, have you been to the Verizon uh, haunted house before? I've been to a yeah. few haunted houses, I mean, yeah, and some of them are traps. Right. Um, <laughs> we don't touch you, and we don't actually, I guess, um, do anything that would remotely even come close to hurting you. So we don't have have you to. We don't require you to sign a form or anything like that. Just because uh, it's just a pretty basic. You walk through. We're going to jump out. We're going to scare you. We're going to show you some cool stuff. But I mean, yeah, it's overall a very safe event. Very good. Okay, Nick Arcolio. Arcolio. Guy Tony. Guy Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, let's keep in touch. Let me know about uh, next fall, and uh, we we can do uh, maybe we'll do a broadcast at the event as well. Definitely sounds good. Uh, oh, before I let you go, real quick, the the money raised is for children. With AIDS, yeah. And about AIDS. how about how much? Uh, youth AIDS, is that is that an actual like the title of the organization? Youth AIDS. Right. So if it's we go to youthaids.org, or? yeah, it's it's um, youthaids.org, and all it is is um, we we actually raised over two thousand dollars last year for the philanthropy. It's SIGEP's uh, philanthropy at Ball State, um, and yeah, it's a great foundation. We just want to help out the kids and make sure um, as many people can help as uh, as possible. All right, Nick, I appreciate it. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks, Adam. On the campus of Ball State University with athletic, uh, Associate Athletic Director and I guess mo- more specifically Senior Women's Administrator is in senior your time. Woman senior Woman Administrator. Mm-hmm. Karen Lee is our guest. Hi, Karen. Hi, Adam. How are you? Just, I'm fine. Thank you. Just for our listeners, what's the difference or, or the add-on to that title of Associate Athletic Director, Senior Woman Administrator? What does that mean? Senior Woman Administrator is the highest ranking female in the athletic department. So I don't, a lot of the misconceptions that I only oversee women's sports, um, but I oversee both men's and women's sports. So the title is just, you know, basically I'm the highest ranking female in the athletic department. And there's a long history behind that, um, but that's what the second part of the title is. Well, I wanted to ask you about one of your initiatives on campus here. You were telling me earlier off mic about uh, the semi-formal dance that you had last year, and you're planning it for this fall. It's the second time you're going to do it. Tell us more about this dance that you have for your student-athletes. Well, our student-athlete advisory committee came up with the idea to do a student-athlete semi-formal. So what we decided to do was we tried it out last year. We had a pretty good participation, one as many as we would like, um, but we charged the student-athletes student-athlete only. You can bring a non-student athlete with you. You just have to be accompanied by a student athlete. And they paid, and after the expenses of the DJ and the food, and obviously we just keep a little money back for the following year, the rest of the proceeds go to charity. But in the future, we'd like to keep it right here. All the fundraising and the proceeds we like to keep um, in Muncie. 
Is there line dancing? Is there endless love? Is there slow dancing? <laughs> There's a little bit of everything with this the DJ. Is so cool for me to hear about, um, you know, prom for jocks, really. And, and the best yeah. part of the story is that it benefits charities. Exactly. That's And that was the most important. That's why, you know, the student athletes, they may gripe a little bit or just like any other student about paying. But again, we wanted to do something with a purpose. We just didn't want to have a fun dance and mm-hmm. end it. We wanted to make sure that when they come, that they know the money is going towards a charity. Does it give the student athlete more fuel to their fire for the argument of, hey, we need to get paid because we need to make a little money on the side so that we can afford to do things like this? Um, You know, we haven't had that discussion of nobody yet has come and said, you know, the only reason I didn't come is because I couldn't afford it. If that time ever comes where somebody, you know, can't afford the full five or ten dollars or whatever we decide to charge, if they could just donate something, again, it's going to charity, then we'll, you know, we will work with that student athlete. But we had a lot of student athletes even step up and give more money than we were charging because they knew it was going for charity. So that helped out a great deal. Karen Lee is our guest. She's the uh, Associate Athletic Director at Ball State University. It's that time of year. The weather's getting nice. It's springtime. Spring break is around the corner. i got to ask you how nervous you get for that nine-day period when your student-athletes are off campus on a beach somewhere. You know, I really don't get nervous. A lot of our teams are still competing, um, but also I have faith that our student-athletes will make the right choices and the right decisions. Um, If not, they'll have to call their coach and work that out between themselves and their coaches. Um, But I think that they'll make the right choice and the decisions while they're away. All right, Karen Lee from Ball State, go Cards. Chirp, chirp. I'm Luke Christie, the National Youth Chairman for the Muscular Dystrophy Association. Please visit us online at mda.org. And now, back to the Adam Ritz Show. As always, we just can't thank you enough for listening to the Adam Ritz Show, and we can't thank our new affiliates enough for carrying the Adam Ritz Show. Three new stations in Paoli to welcome aboard W. U-M-E-F-M, W-K-L-O-F-M, and W-S-E-Z-A-M in Paoli. W-U-M-E, W-K-L-O, and W-S-E-Z. Thank you so much for carrying the Adam Rich Show. We're proud to offer the public affairs programming for Mix 95, Real Country, and W-S-E-Z in Paoli. For more information on how you can get this show on a station in your town, please visit adamritzshow.com. And we have with us our guest, Wynn Smiley. Hi, Wynn. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. You are the CEO and Executive Director of Alpha Tau Omega National Headquarters. Today, that's right, yes. Today you are. (laughs) (laughs) And I was at your opening ceremonies last night, and I was very intrigued by a number you put on the screen, the 8 million plus number, the figure you put on the screen that is a Uh, some sort of figure that represents your community service nationally. What is that number, and how did they come up with that? Yeah, it's pretty shocking. No one ever really sees that in headlines. But of our 137 chapters and colonies, guys do local philanthropies to benefit local charities, and total dollars given plus hours served, which is translated into dollars, totaled last year uh, $8.1 million and some change. $8.1 million. How about that? That's really incredible to see that number on the screen, $8 million plus uh, in, uh, in dollars donated to charities from Alpha Tau Omega. It's a great organization. You're, you should be proud of these young men. I'm sure you are. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks, Adam. And now we want to bring up uh, our next guest from Oklahoma State University. What is your name, sir? 
Michael Carpenter. Michael, uh, again, with the community service, um, your campus does uh, something called the Eggonator. Can you explain what the Eggonator is? All right. Well, it's uh, at Oklahoma State, where I'm a uh, I'm in college at, we have one of the greatest homecoming celebrations in the world, like we like to say. And all the different fraternities and sororities pair up and do the house decorations to bring, and we have all the alumni from OSU all come back for it. And we said, how can we make the most out of this, impact the community, raise money, raise awareness for St. Jude's Children's Hospital? Um, we decided to build a contraption, and we dress up as the opposing team for homecoming, and we taunt. All the guys come back for the game and they throw eggs at us. We charge a, uh, just like a one dollar an egg, five bucks or half a dozen. We raised almost four thousand dollars for our homecoming celebration last year. Four grand for the Eggonator. That's that's great. Let's have a round of applause. For four grand. And and that's for one day's work. Four thousand dollars in a day on that on your homecoming at Oklahoma State. Mm, correct. Uh, give us some examples of the people walking by. They'll, they'll buy a dozen eggs for five bucks and just chuck them at you? Does it hurt? Well, we have a chicken wire in front of us, so it, it breaks egg and impact. We just get hit by the yolk. It is, I mean, we have it, homecoming's late October, so it's freezing, but there's no real, unless I you know, hit you right, you know, unless I get you right there, um, it's <laughs> not, it's usually not as painful as you might think. Was the chicken wire an add-on after a little trial and error? <laughs> it's been going on for a couple years, but I assume so. I, I, would, I would hate bet. to see that first year of the Eggonator in 1977 when they didn't have the <laughs> chicken wire and people were getting hit with, with, with real eggs. I can imagine, yeah, it was a... Yeah, adaptation to save a lot of the members. Okay, do you, is there a chance to have uh, campus administrators, um, the basketball coach, anybody else on campus, maybe local celebrities get in your little contraption and get hit by eggs? It's, we have had a lot of, and we say, OSU celebrities come by, um, and we have our uh, HO Sweetheart jumps in, we try and have our head of fraternities, uh, head of the, the fraternity affairs jump in, we usually have some of the OSU sports alumni come back, throw eggs at us, the baseball team always comes out, and that's the... Uh, most feared time slot for members to jump in. <laughs> Any protests from chickens? Um, not that we've heard, no. Okay. Not. All right. Well, let, you know what? Uh, for our listeners that want to learn more about this, is, uh, is there a website, a Facebook, where we can look at some of the pictures from this stuff? I want to say our website is uh, it's okstateato.org, I believe, right now. Okstateato.org. All right. That's Michael, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.